Jewish Money Matters, episode 252, Ask Yael. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters. Welcome to Ask Yael Friday. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Friday, May 13th. Is anyone still countering Safira? <laughs> now that I said the English date, I'm like, oh, there's that counting going on. And last week, I totally fell off the bandwagon. I feel absolutely terrible because really I had every intent of finishing all of Safira, you know, counting with a blessing every night. I'd last year, I think last year for the second time in my married life, I made it the entire Omer counting with a blessing. I know, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe that's embarrassing. I'm not sure. But I was sure that this would this year would be the same. But alas, it is not. Anyone else with me? <laughs> I think it's just harder for women. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, DM me on Instagram, and I'm happy to explain. Um, today, <laughs> let's not talk about Safira right now. Let's talk about your money. I want to tackle just one question, which came in from Danielle on Instagram. She says, I want to manage my money. I have bitachon in Hashem, but I still feel very impulsive and I am afraid not to have money for retirement. So I did a little bit of digging, um, a little bit of an exchange with Danielle there and found out a little bit more. She says, I don't have any savings and I'm on the path of spending less and paying off credit card. I am in a lot of student debt and give my sir when I can. I have a 401k at work, but I haven't contributed anything for it. I haven't even signed up for it because I know I should pay off debt first. All right, Danielle, thank you for the question. Let me just break it up again for listeners. Danielle has student loan debt from law school. That's, I, I should have told you that it's from law school. So I'm guessing, you know, it's prob- probably pretty substantial. Um, no savings. She's getting out of some credit card debt. Um, she's trying to spend less and getting out of that credit card debt. She has access to a 401k at work, which I later found out offers an employer match of 25%. Now she didn't say on what, but I'm presuming on 5%. Let's go with that assumption and I'll explain in a second. She has not signed up for that 401k plan and she gives MICER only sporadically. Okay, so the first thing that I'm gonna say is do not be afraid because <laughs> I think that was the first thing you said, Danielle. You say you have Vitachon, so no fear. And also bitachon means taking the natural steps that you have to, that you have access to without the nervousness. And based on bitachon, that is, you know, that's what we do um, because it's based on the fact that God said, relying on me is not just sitting back and waiting for a miracle. Relying on me is actually doing something in the natural world, creating a vessel and then feeling confident that once I've created that vessel, uh, God will, God, I <laughs> will provide the results. Not I, yeah, God. <laughs> so I recommend Danielle learning the trace, the learning gate of trust at the same time that you're taking the natural steps that we will discuss today. Maybe a page a day will be good. You can also tune into my class live every Tuesday night, or you can watch them all on my YouTube channel. They're all, they're all right there or listen. I'm, 
I'm thinking I should put them on the podcast or maybe bits and pieces on the podcast. Let's let's work on that. But let's now talk about the natural steps for Danielle, which once she starts taking them, I think she's also in combination with learning more about trust, you know, you know, working that intellectual muscle that will affect her emotions. Um, she'll feel a lot more confident. So number one, You've got to call HR and sign up for your 401k and contribute at least the minimum amount that you have to to get your company's match. So that means that let's say your plan offers you 25% of your first 5%. I don't know if that's true. You said they offer a 25% match, but I'm going to go with that it the 25% is on your first 5% for illustration purposes only. So that means that you will contribute 5% of your pre-tax salary and your company will add 25% of that amount for free to your account. That is free money on top of what you're putting in that will be compounding over time for you. So it's a bonus. Now, to give you the amounts, let's use round numbers and say your pre-tax salary is and you contribute 5%, you would be putting in $10,000 per year and your company would be adding $2,500 to your investment account over the course of the year. So now you have an investment account of $12,500 that is growing 10,000 of those you've contributed with your own money and $2,500 are just given to you as a freebie. And that is compounding for you over time. So this is really the first thing that you want to do. You want to sign up to contribute to whatever the percentage you need to contribute to get your company's match. You won't be feeling that money. Um, I mean, you'll get used to not having that money, not it will be taken from your paycheck and you'll just get used to not having it. You'll adjust your spending and to that. And believe me, It sounds like painful right now, but your future self will thank you immensely. I can't believe your HR manager hasn't even pushed you or questioned you on why you're not signing up. I mean, this is just HR managers really need to be better trained at this. Anyway, let's just save that rant for another time. I do want to address the fact that up till now, you thought you couldn't contribute to your 401k until you got out of debt. No way. (laughs) No way. No, no, no. Number one, like I said, this is free money that you're leaving on the table. Number two, time is the most important factor in compounding when it comes to compounding, when it comes to growing your money. So to wait up until one pays thousands and thousands of dollars on student loans, you say you have law school debt, that is probably not a small amount. To wait up until you finish paying that to start investing is really a huge loss of time. It's a huge loss of the power of compounding. And number three, the amount of interest that you will make on that money, it is way higher than what you're paying on student loans. I mean, I don't think you're an exception to the rule. Student loans are pretty much cheaper than what you make over the long term in the stock market. So no, you should not wait till you pay out your student loans or your mortgage for that matter to start investing in your retirement. Now with credit cards, which you mentioned you have some credit card debt, you didn't tell me what amount, it does get a little tricky because the amount of interest that you're paying there is way higher than what you will be making in your investments. So (laughs) you really want to get rid of that 
as soon as possible. However, even if you have credit card debt, you should still invest something in retirement, especially if you have access to a company match. You should be investing the minimum to get that match. Then after you get out of credit card debt, then you can max out your retirement contributions for the year, or you can even open an additional brokerage account to ramp up your investment dollars. That's once you've tackle that debt, but you shouldn't just not invest for retirement to not invest, you know, to not invest anything for retirement because you're paying credit card debt, especially when you have an employer match, it's just not a good idea. Now, my third point here is going to be that I don't know really how much you have on credit card debt, but you do say that you're tackling that and have no savings. Okay, so good job on tackling the credit card debt. However, I just want to caution you that there is one step here that is crucial, and that is the savings step. If you have no savings right now, I think you first have to exercise your savings muscle and establish a goal of saving up between you know, a thousand to five thousand dollars for unexpected or seasonal expenses that will come up no matter what, because that's life. They're going to come up during the time you're paying the credit card debt because they might throw you into using credit again. So I'm not saying don't commit to the debt. I'm saying definitely commit to paying your debt, but first save a cushion. It might seem like it's a longer road and to get there, but really it's the long, short road because we all know that things do happen in life. I don't know where you live. I don't know if you have dependents. I don't know your expenses. So I can't tell you how much that cushion should be. Um, I'm not saying save your entire quote unquote emergency fund, or as I like to call it opportunity fund or opportunity cushion. I'm saying save something that will be untouchable unless you really, really need it. Like say from a thousand to a $5,000, but also not just that, take into account that if you do have an upcoming expense this year that you already know about because you always incur it, like say a holiday season or home taxes or I don't know, camp tuition, I'm not sure. Try to save up for that before you start paying down the debt. I'm throwing a general number here of a thousand to five thousand you know, dollars, or it could be anything in between, just to give you a, what I want to give you is some sort of lifeline so that you can really stabilize the debt. um, And then you can then repay the debt. So in the meantime, as you're stabilizing the debt, which means building up a small cushion so that you don't lean on credit to pay something that will come up, and you stop using credit. In the meantime, you should keep paying the minimum on your cards. And if possible, like I said, refrain from using your cards so that you're stabilizing the debt. So you're not repaying it yet, but you're stabilizing it. So you say you're impulsive, then okay, so then let's stay out of stores. Let's take your credit card number out of the computer. Let's take the credit cards out of your wallet and let's try to pay with cash or debit. Those would be my recommendations. And as soon as you have somewhat of a cushion, then tackle each card balance from lowest to highest aggressively. So focusing on your lowest balance card first while only paying the minimum on the other cards. That, in my estimation, works much better than focusing on the highest interest bearing debt only because of the psychology of all this and the emotional component uh, of having those wins faster and keeping the momentum going. I mean, it's called the snowball method of paying credit card debt. I've talked about it on the show before numerous times. You can also Google it. Lastly, regarding MICER. MICER tithing is obviously very important. 
However, you should speak to a RAF, to a rabbinic authority on your particular situation. I don't think that, but I'm going to give you what I, my understanding, and then I want you to ask the question. I don't think that the student loans exclude you from fulfilling your Meister obligations, but unfortunately, I think the credit card debt might, meaning you might take the Meister obligation that you're supposed to give to others, so the, the 10% of what comes into your bank account from your employer, and you would, in, 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 in regular, in normal circumstances, you would give it to other people, right, who need it. But in this case, it might be that you might take that miser obligation and pay it to yourself, meaning to the credit card debt directly. That, again, will necessitate that you fully commit to staying out of debt. In other words, you can't just use this as a crutch. You have to stabilize the debt. That means not using the cards in order to commit your miser dollars to your own debt. And once you finish tackling the debt, as we just discussed, then your miser dollars will now be free, so to speak, for you to use them the way they're intended to be used to help others. And that's when the wheels will really start turning in your financial life. Believe me, there's nothing more powerful than miser. And well, the bitachon, the trust that we exhibit by following it with precision. Again, you should ask, don't take it as a blank statement from me, but that's my understanding and what I presume that you will be advised. If you're advised differently though by a Rav, please let me know. I'm always looking to learn. And there's also a lot of nuance to this. Um, so let me know. Okay, so I do. I think that covers it all. Oh, but there's one last thing. You said you know nothing about investing. So don't let that stop you, Danielle. Go sign up to that 401k with your HR manager. We have many episodes that break it down for you here on the show. But the short answer to that is that once you've signed up and you have to choose an investment within the plan, choose an index fund that tracks the entire stock market or, or a large portion of the stock market. Or if that's not available, then choose a similar mutual fund that does the same and that has a low expense ratio. If you're comparing between different mutual funds, funds go for the one that covers much of the market at a low cost, at a low expense. And that information will be there inside the computer, like the, the platform. <laughs> You'll see it. Then keep listening to the show and learn a little bit more. And you could always tweak afterwards, but I'd be, I'd really be less nervous about making a mistake with that than I'd be about not signing up right? That should not be what you're worried about. What you should be worried about is not signing up and, and wasting time. So do it. Don't wait. Just sign up and put those dollars to work. And if you need to tweak over time where they're invested, that's totally fine. But just um, do it. Like I said, look for something that follow, tracks the majority of the stock market and that has a, a low expense ratio. You're definitely looking for less than 1%. And we've talked about this extensively on the show. Finally, and this is not exclusive to Danielle. It's not specific to Danielle's question, but it's more of a general thought for everyone. If you're thinking, well, the stock market has dipped a lot. I mean, it was a pretty bad week for the stock market. And, and there are signs of a looming recession. You know, why is Yael still saying to Danielle to invest? So I want to make sure that you get this. Number one, there is no need to panic. And I'm sure those of you who follow the news and the media, you know, maybe you're getting this panicky sense around. This is just how markets work. And we Jewish people, we don't rely on the markets. We rely on God that whatever money we 
need we actually have right now. And whatever money we will need, we will have regardless of what the stock market does. It's just that we have to do something because God says do something. We have to do something in the natural world. In this case, invest in the stock market over the long run. Again, without attaching our emotions to the means, to the mechanics, without depending on it, right? Number two, these are dollars that will be invested over the long term. And yes, the next six months or maybe a year or, you know, who knows how long might be rough on the market. And that happens. It, it's it's normal. And, you know, and okay, people say, well, well, it's not just the market. It's just like there's a real recession coming. Okay, so so recessions happen, you know. Um, these things happen from time to time. And the market does you know, crash from time to time. It has these periods. Nevertheless, over the long term, the trend is always an upward one. And I believe that will always continue to be the case. Forget the math and the science, which proves it based on history, but just based on the fact that God made humans innovative, creative creatures. He made us agents who are always growing, who are always looking to grow, to expand. Therefore, the economy, which is based on our creations, will always grow on an aggregate. There will always be new companies, more innovation, more products, right? Yes, there will be times where there is a descent, Sure, like on our individual lives, right? There are times where, you know, kind of we have a pullback and it's always for the sake of a greater ascent. So will there be a pullback in the markets from time to time? Of course. And it's always going to lead to an ascent, to an upward trend. So I do really just believe that this is just natural. This is how it works. Yes, it's a little turbulent out there right now. I know. So, okay. So don't look at your investment accounts now. That's what I'm doing because <laughs> I kind of know what I'm about to see. So I don't want to look at it. <laughs> so if it causes you stress, just don't look at it and look at it this way. It's a massive sale. That's how I like to see it. It's such a, because I like a good sale. It's such a great opportunity to get into the market or to buy more of the market if you're already in it and have money and you have the money to invest. Obviously, I'm not saying put dollars that you need tomorrow or you can't afford to lose, right? I hope that's obvious. But finally, and the most important thing is don't panic. There's no reason to panic. There's nothing to worry about ever. God has our back. God has your back. Yeah. So thanks, Danielle, for getting us into this lengthy discussion. And to everyone listening, continue to send in those questions and I will answer them right here. When you do, give me as much detail as possible, concise, obviously. But if you add in some numbers, that might help. You know where to reach me, yael at yaeltrush.com, or you can DM me on Instagram. That seems to be the fastest way. Have a Shabbat Shalom, and I'll see you here Monday.